This week on Techie Cubes, your favorite podcast. If you are a newbie, you should be ready to build the skills because money will always follow the skills if you know what you are doing. Welcome to Techie Cubes podcast, the hub of tricks, facts, hacks, and updates in tech and design that will make your digital experience easy and enjoyable right here on Techie Cubes. Welcome your hopes, the creative graphic designer and tech genius, Damilari Hadekunle. Hello friends, how are you all doing? Glad to have you here once again on another exciting episode of your number one podcast on tech and creativity. On this week's episode, I have another exciting discussion with another exciting guest, a special guest. We've been together for close to two years. We've been working together for close to two years from one design project to another, learning design together and doing a lot of cool stuff together. Today on the podcast, I have my friend. A lot of people actually call him my brother. A lot of people think we are brothers because we have the same surname. <laughs> and even right now, we work on the same team. We, we work in the same company as designers. That's how close we are. Today on the podcast, I have with me Adekunle Samuel. Hello, Samuel. Hello. Thank you so much for having me here. I've been blushing when you've introducing me. <laughs> Good to have you on, on the show this evening. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Samuel is a big, 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 big designer. I remember when our paths crossed, I was just designing to make ends meet it was samuel i met and he literally changed my paradigm when it comes to designing especially on making money out of design he opened my eyes to see how much you could make out of design he opened my eyes to see the vast opportunities of making money from design i owe that to him and it's been a wonderful time knowing him, learning from him, and then learning together with him. Samuel, so I want to publicly say, I want to publicly say thank you. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> so how have you been? I've been fine. I've been doing very great. Thank you. You are in what part of the country? Um, how I put it? Okay, I'm currently in Ilefe. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we had to leave Lagos vibe, come down to this peaceful land. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you can't yeah. compare the kind of peace in Ife to Lagos. But anyway, it's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. No odor, no truck, loud, awning in the middle of the night, things like that. Just very peaceful. Awesome. And like, so, yeah, basically, that's, that's all. There's light, there's peace. Everything we need. All right. So, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Or you want me to do that for you? Nah, nah. If I, if I allow you to do that, you might, <laughs> might overshoot. But then, my name is Adikunle Samakoridi. I am a visual designer at Kevin David. And I'm passionate about, you know, politics, design, education designers. I, I, I've seen over time how 
we shoot ourselves in the leg because the environment we are in, we don't necessarily appreciate the creative industry. So I'm very passionate about the creative industry, redefining the narration about it. I, I love politics too. I love politics so much. Nigerian politics or world politics? I'm intrigued by both from both sides, right? The Nigerian politics, the international you want to see how everything seems to connect, the ripple effect too. I'm intrigued by that. I love playing games, video games too. Then <laughs> I am currently running projects that help creatives. I have one creative hangout which is targeted at creatives, creating projects, classes, materials that will help creatives get better basically to be more, to do more, and to earn more. I have, I'm awesome. working on a project presently for designers too. Yeah, I think that's, that's all. That's all for now about me. All right. Thank you very much. So on the show this evening, Samuel and I will be talking about what it means to be a freelance designer and an in-house designer and all that that entails. So we'll be discussing the advantage of being a freelance designer and the advantage of being an in-house designer and all of the things along those lines. Samuel has worked both as a freelancer and he has also, he has worked both as a freelancer and an in-house designer. So he has, he has that knowledge of how things work in both places and he can share from his depth of experience with us on this show today especially to guide those that don't know what to do in that light. So, Samuel, how many years of experience do you have as an in-house designer? How long have you worked and in what places have you worked as an in-house designer? Okay. Thank you very much. I have I've worked with uh, about three agencies. Yeah, nice. as an inner designer, I I worked with uh, Metalhead Limited that's an, as an on-site visual slash UI designer. Then I worked with a consulting company in Lagos as awesome. the graphic designer too. And then I'm currently working with Kevin David as a visual designer too. Oh, awesome. We are there together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about as a freelancer? I do a lot of freelancing. So let's just say about two years plus I've been spent in the world of freelancing. I started as a freelancer, went into the agency, working in house type of designer, then came out again to be a freelancer, then went back in, then I went out again, then I'm back in again. So, yeah. <laughs> hey. So you seem to choose or use whichever comes your way, as it were. Yes, yes, <laughs> as it were, as it were. Um, let's not go into the details, but yeah, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> so how has it been? Uh, how, has, how has it been being an in-house designer in Kevin David, for example? I'm interested. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> of course. Uh, Kevin David, it's a big family. I have family members all around the world now, and it's been exciting. You know, you you get to learn. You see people do things. You have deadlines. You have to meet them. You no longer need to worry about maybe having money coming. 
because you know that your money is coming in at the end of the month. There's no strike that will stop your money from coming in. <laughs> and you, <laughs> you are exposed. You are exposed. So you have very challenging tasks and tasks at hand that you could do. You know, having teamwork, accountability, being around people. It's just been exciting, really. It's been exciting. And then having to create products, design products, market products for an international audience. That's a very, very big privilege. So it's mm. been exciting. It's been exciting there. Awesome stuff. Awesome, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm bear witness to all of these things that you're saying, and they are the truth. Yeah. Okay. So, how was it when you were freelancing? What was freelancing like for you? Um, freelancing, it was very exciting. I had the, I had the freedom to work anytime I wanted to, I could ponder down projects. I was in control of the amount of jobs when I can be in control. There are times whereby I made the mistake of making emotional decisions. And that's because well, I was broke. <laughs> that's what I found that day. <laughs> so I had I had access to being my own person. I could learn at my own pace. I could spend money at my own pace. I used my time where I wanted to use my time. I had this freedom, right? I had this freedom. No, I didn't have to wake up for any nine to five job. I just wake up, have deadline, give them the timeline when I can meet up with it, get the project, give them the timeline, work with the timeline, deliver, get paid, right? And, you know, but I learned a lot of things. Like, a lot of clients gave me glass and it was serious, like, so... What is like you. Okay, <laughs> let me say this for the personal audience. So, let me say, a lot of clients dealt with me. Right? They, they, <laughs> they dealt with me. I saw, <laughs> I saw life from a different perspective. It was, it's not all rosy out there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, looking at your experience as a freelancer and as an in-house designer, what do you think are the major advantages and disadvantages that both working in both styles have does does freelancing have an edge over being an in-house designer in what for example you already said when you were a freelancer you had enough time and then you were in control of the projects you were working on if if that's the case then what advantage does working as an in-house designer have over being a freelancer the freelancing part of design or the creative business now let me use that is one that we it's a it's a whole new landscape right and like i said earlier i had access to, con- to controlling my time i could control my time i could use my time anywhere i wanted to i could start projects the day before the deadline as far as i made the deadline like i made i made the deadline and i divide the project in time and all but as an in-house designer my accountability my communication my teamwork skills increased. All right. Like, I have to give reports of, okay, this is what I'm working on. This is what I've worked on. This is how far I've come. This is what I've done. This is what I need to do. If I have any hindrance, I tell them beforehand. Right? Now, even though I used to do that with my clients as a freelancer, there's still, there's still a level of understanding that immediately you get to the point where you are not accountable or you don't meet up with deadlines you don't let your team know what is going on with you 
it affects the whole structure. It affects the whole plan because one department is banking on you to release content for the next yeah. department to work on. And yeah. if you are not very proactive, you can affect the productivity. You can even reduce the company's sales. You can affect the yeah. company's financials if you don't yeah. meet up with your targets. So yeah. I, I, the freelancing world is beautiful, yes. But working as an in-house designer, I, I recommend that to every designer or creative working at every point. There's a point where you need to understand the business part. You need to understand how the gravity of your work. So being an in-house designer, I've seen that my design is not just about the aesthetics and making money, in, having money in my pocket or solving design problems. There seems to be more, like there's a bigger perspective to this. So I have, I know that, okay, I don't have so much time as I would have had when I was a freelancer, but at that point, I've learned to be accountable to take care of my time, like to be in control of my time even though it seems like I'm not in control. So the little time I have to myself, I have to make the best of it. No more, no more make, taking things for granted again. I cannot play game the way I want to because I know I have to make a good use of my time. Yeah, and things like that. So I, the advantages so far that I've seen as an inner designer over that of freelance is that you get to collaborate and it's important at this point in this generation, in this age that we are in, to be able to collaborate. And so collaboration is, 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 is one thing I've seen over and over again that I had to learn. I had to see how that works, see how it plays out. And then teamwork, collaboration, teamwork, then communication. And these things are things that you should have, even as a freelancer, when you're dealing with clients. Because you need to tell them, okay, this is what, I, this is what I'm doing presently. This is when maybe the client has an external project and you're working on it with the client. You need to still be able to collaborate. So things like that, I have come to understand that, okay, yes, I'm in control and I can still enjoy my time even as, as an in-house designer. But if I'm going to recommend, for example, the advantages of being a freelancer over an in-house designer is, okay, first, you can do whatever you want to do anytime. Now, if you are even working like you are going to a physical office, for example, and you don't have to go to a physical office. Now, compared to going to a physical office as, a, as an in-house designer, you can easily work from anywhere as a freelancer. You can do whatever you want to do anytime. And then you can learn at your own pace. Right? For, for us now, we have to learn what we need to work on. If we are you learning learn like most fly. of the time, we learn, exactly. Yeah. we have to learn what we need to deliver on the next task. But as a freelancer, you are just learning. You are just learning. And, and, and it makes more sense that way. And then, you know, as a freelancer, well, if you are proactive, you are seeing yourself as a business. So you are in control of your finances. You are in control of how much you earn. It's not a fixed price, unlike people like us, right? It's not a fixed price that this is what you are earning at the end of the month. You can decide to increase or decrease or regulate the amount of money you earn per month. So seeing yourself as a business is one thing that every freelancer have, one opportunity they have. You know, you can easily place a, an amount on a particular project and follow through with it. Get more money, make more money, get more clients, things like that. I think that will just summarize it for now, the advantages and disadvantages of both parts. That's, that's awesome. Thank you very much. From my own end also, I, I think working as a freelancer gives you opportunity to work on more challenging tasks. From my experience, 
because yeah. there are 1000 people looking for that awesome designer to help them do their stuff and those 1000 people have 1000 different tasks that they want to accomplish mm. so as a freelancer you have that opportunity to see I, I know this project i've done something yeah. like this before yeah. and then yeah. i think i want this challenging one i think this yeah. one might be too high for me i'll just give it some time and all of that but of course we have that from time to time as in-house designers but is is not as much as working as a freelancer you get to choose between a lot of projects so you, you by yourself determine whether you want to grow by taking more challenging tasks or you want to stay in your comfort zone and do the things that you are already used to i think that also counts as an advantage of being a freelancer mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree with you i'm totally with you so from your experience in what situations would you advise or at what level of design would you advise someone to be a freelancer or an in-house designer if people had the opportunity to choose because you also know the issue of not getting a job and all that if people had the opportunity of being a freelancer or being an in-house designer what would you advise them to consider before going for which so personally i believe that as a newbie designer you are new to the game you should try to go work with an agency like work in-house right financing will not necessarily help you especially if you don't have access to mentors because it you begin to learn at your own pace you might you, there's nothing to really gauge your learning experience on so if mm -hmm. you are not very proactive if you are not very smart about your learning you might be caught in the same web in the same cycle and you think you're making progress so if i'm going to recommend first working in house i recommend it to people that are just coming into the game because you get to work on new projects you get to see exciting things you have to learn on the fly like you learn and you're not just learning anyhow you're not just learning youtube tutorials you're learning the things like the things that are needed at that point you are learning and then you it keep um making you do things better so when i when i started out i remember that I was just one month into the design i got the opportunity to serve on the media team of one conference a worship conference and i remember that after that after that conference it was a three or four day music festival after that my design went up because we we're designing almost every day we we're designing every day and it you know we had the pre-festival planning and then the post-festival and then the festival itself so we went through that process and then at the end i came out better because we had projects to do we had to do things i had i got people that critiqued my design that's okay this is what you should do now i didn't have access to get into an agency but when i did when i got into that let's even imagine that served as an agency it helped me and within within the space of two months i already made so much progress now imagine if i i, I worked with an agency and i had people that could help me like i worked on real life projects so it's important that you as for someone that is coming in now i would advise that you work in house now if you are going to be a freelancer you know freelancing is 
people that do freelancing do it as a side hustle. And that's I don't I don't even buy the idea of saying design as a side hustle. Design in itself <laughs> is sufficient to get you enjoy the things you want to enjoy in life. I strongly believe that. And when you say you want to be a freelancer, you're opening yourself up to the fact that you want to see yourself as a business venture. So that means you are ready to commit the time into creating a name for yourself, creating your brand, working on your financials. Now that sounds like a lot of work because people will be like, I mean, it's just freelance, I just want to come in. But immediately we start doing things because people, you, every designer, you see themselves as an ambassador for the design industry because the quality of design released on this earth is going to either appreciate the way people see design or depreciate yeah. it. So yeah, sure. if you are not ready to give the quality that design deserves, if you are not ready to give the quality, just stay where you are. Don't come out and spoil it for us again. <laughs> so I, I just believe that if you want to be a freelancer, that means you are saying, you are, it's like, it's like take for example, any a child, right? You grow and then you are under the tutelage of a parent or a guardian or teacher. And then maybe you are 18, at least that's the maturity age yet. You can leave. I mean, under law, you can leave. And then you can decide to go on with your life. Do whatever you want to do. That's fine. But if you are not matured enough to undo those things, just go back home. Right? Just go back to the agency. But as far as you want, if you decide that, okay, you want to step up, be ready to take on the full responsibility. There's no, don't be, I don't do half, half job for us, right? So when you want to be a freelancer, I suggest that, okay, you are doing freelancing and you are ready to commit to building a brand, to building something out of yourself for the design world. But as if you are growing, if you are learning, you want to learn more about teamwork, collaboration, you want to understand what it, what, how the design business works, how it works working in an agency, then you should work in-house. I would recommend in-house for anybody that is starting out that needs to understand those things. Because it's not just about the skills, not just about understanding the tools. There are things that make the tools work, that make your productivity work. So you need to understand those things, working with deadline, everything. So I suggest that if you are starting out, you should start out as an in-house designer, work in-house. If you are maybe way into the game or then into the game then you can work as a freelancer but i don't necessarily recommend it for a starter awesome well from what you've said so far i was going to ask another question on which of these two options pay more but from what you've said you have I've been able to conclude that working as an in-house designer means that you already have a fixed salary and you there's really nothing you can do to increase or decrease that at least on a normal day. It means that even if you work more, it, it necessarily would not change your salary. If you work on new projects, maybe for example, you, you are working on marketing designs and then your director decides, decides to change your project to illustration, for example. That doesn't increase or decrease your salary. You have a fixed salary. Yeah, yeah. But as a freelancer, you can always determine that. You can say, illustration will take me more time. Illustration will cost me more resources. And because of that, I'm going to charge more. But for a simple marketing design, I can charge, charge this amount. And because of that, I think a freelancer 
has the potential to earn more than <laughs> than an in-house designer. Do you know I'm Actually. laughing? I'm laughing right now. I'm laughing because while that is true, comparing how much we are earning now <laughs> with how much we are earning, we are earning as freelancers. I think yeah. in our own case. <laughs> <laughs> now, here, here is the thing, right? I know freelance freelancers that even while we're there, they are earning more than we are earning right now on one project, right? That's why I yeah. kept saying, I, I was talking about how you needed to see yourself as a business. Like, you need to know that you, are not, you, are, you need to build the quality for yourself, build the quality. So when, when we are talking about this, it feels like, because I wanted to even balance it that once you start talking about, okay, yes, you can make more money as a freelancer. Um, if you're a newbie in design and you want to make money, the reason why you're doing these things, you will crash and it's not a cost because I know mm. how long it took us before we even got to this point here. We probably are comfortable, as I say, right? It took us to this point because there are times everybody we had, we, we worked on projects with, with empty stomach, like no food. Yeah. And remember those animation of, projects that ended in tears. Let's, let's not go there. I'm going to talk about it. Samuel and okay. I worked because. <laughs> In the last okay. episode of the podcast, Tony actually referred to it because oh I wrote a blog post about it. In case you all don't know, Samuel is the guy that we worked on that animation project together. That animation project was supposed to make us rich at the beginning of this year, but <laughs> it ended in tears. And I can't go into the details right now. <laughs> all right, Samuel. Indeed. Indeed, actually. So, like... And you know that even from that project, right, we discovered that we should not have crash landed the way we did yeah. if we put some things in place. Yeah. And yeah. that is that is that is the thing. When we until the goes to the point where we saw ourselves as businesses, like we we should not have made that mistake. But that's that's just by the way. Now I'm saying that we should not if you are a newbie, don't make money, right? Like you should be ready to build the skills because money will always follow the skills if you know what you are doing. Money mm-hmm. will always come. Like, if you put money as the reason, you mess up. I was listening to one of the interviews with Melinda Gates, and she was talking about how Bill Gates never started out to be a billionaire. He just wanted to solve a problem, make people smile, and then the money followed. That's how it is yeah. for us, too. We don't necessarily jump at the idea of making more money. It's sweet, it's beautiful. I want to make more money. I'm making money. I want to make more money. Right? Yeah, that's true. But at that, at that, we don't make that. If we started this thing and continued because of money, I mean, it took us, it took me four years to get to this point. Probably would have taken you more than that to get to this point. I think it, take, it, take, it took you more than, it's taking you more than that now. It took you more than that to get to this point. Yeah. And many other things. So, four years of waiting and toiling and making little money that is enough to probably just pay for subscription. But even at that, <laughs> you need to understand that you just need to be intentional about building the skills, right? Then the money will follow. But you are to make money the reason for making some decisions. All right, all right. Thank you very much, Samuel. I think that's all I have on my list to ask you. Is there any other thing you want to say to the listeners this evening? Uh, well, I'll just say keep creating, keep designing, keep making impact. Know that design, whatever you are doing, is beyond you. Don't make selfish design. Be careful. Criticize. <laughs> I don't say that. 
criticize the quality of work you are releasing because it's mm-hmm. going to say a lot more for the next designer that will come after you. So be passionate about getting better, be passionate about being better, and be passionate about earning more. But never make you know earning more the reason for doing things. Don't just be good, just be so good that they will not ignore you. And then they have mm-hmm. to pay you for being good. So just be yourself and enjoy design. Yeah. Well, Samuel and I are working on a project that is aimed at mentoring designers. That is those that are just starting out. It's a fully sponsored mentorship that should run for two months per court. And that's still in implementation. But I'm sure that as soon as we are done and we're ready to start, Samuel and the other team members will come again on the podcast and then we'll talk about the program and some other things that you need to know. Thank you very much, Samuel, for taking time to be. Thank you so I know we've much been on you. this for quite a while, but I'm <laughs> glad that we were, um, we're eventually able to do this. And I'm glad yeah, at I'm the glad. insights that you shared on this particular topic. Thank you very, yeah. very much. So to all the listeners, yeah. we have come again to the end of this episode of the podcast. I believe you've learned one or two things. And I'm sure that you are looking forward to practicing, implementing some of these things that you've learned. And I also want to say, like I said last time, that the podcast now has its own website, techiecubes.com, and is now live on Instagram also and Twitter. So you can follow us on social media, share our posts, our things, and let others get to hear about the podcast. And wherever you listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere spotify please make sure that you drop awesome reviews and comments for us so that we can be able to reach more people and help more people to be more productive in tech to be more creative and to live better lives yeah that's it that's it from my hand again this on this episode thank you very much for listening until next time when i come your way keep being creative